Welcome to The Coach's Approach, a podcast where we sit down with high school coaches and get the cold, hard facts about the high school coaching world. This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk X's and O's. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk the X's and O's. Win the day or dominate the day. The choice is yours. Welcome to season two finale of the Coaches Approach podcast, where we take an inside look at the coaching world. As always, I'm your host, George Gresco. I hope everyone enjoyed their Memorial Day weekend and celebrated and remembered those uh, that passed on of being an active military member. We are the home of the free because of the brave. Uh, Today's episode, The Game Changer, is brought to you by Coach's Dry Rub, the All-American Rub, Lay It On Thick Until It Sticks, Anthony's Family Restaurant in Eastlake on the corner of 91 and Vine Street, where together is our favorite place to be, open for dine-in, carry-out, and curbside pickup, the Well Barn Grill in Kirtland, come on in for some good food and a great time. Last but not least, G&G Printing, get your custom apparel printed in seven to ten days or less dominate your design. Today in the coaches booth, we have coach Bob Krasancic, the head boys basketball coach for the Menor Cardinals right here in Menor, Ohio. Coach, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Excited to have you. You know, I was looking for a guy to have a season finale with and what better coach than you right here in Menor. I'm right down the street from you. (laughs) Coach, I want to go back in time to 1993 uh, you were coaching uh, in your hometown of Girard at Girard High School, where you graduated from, where you walked the hallways in. Uh, in 1993, you were coaching there, and you won your first state title as a head basketball coach. Uh, what did winning a state title for your hometown and uh, Girard High School mean to you? You know, it was absolutely crazy. Um, <laughs> it, and it was a surprise. In those days, you had the districts and um, you seeded four teams, and we weren't seated out of the 14 teams in our district. Um, we were probably considered at the time of the draw the fifth or sixth, maybe the seventh best team. Um, so to not even be considered to get out of the district and to win a state title, just crazy. Hoosiers came out in 1986, and we took our team immediately to watch it. And when we won the state title, um, we played the 11 o'clock game at St. John's, and it was a sellout. Um, the players saw the day before we watched Cleveland Heights and uh, Toledo St. John's, and it said game nine, um, 11 a.m. division two state title sold out. And our, our players saw that in, at St. John's, and it got, you know, really got them excited. So we played the 11 o'clock game and we play um, Columbus Whitehall that had one loss, had 
the number one player in the state, Samaki Walker, who went on to Louisville and had a great NBA career. But we were definitely underdogs. And we went, we win the game, we go out to eat. Um, and we're coming back into town about 6.15, 6.30. And the bus in, in that day had a TV. And um, we just were flipped on a local channel. And they start showing pictures of Gerard. Now, Gerard has 12,000 people. And that night when we pulled in, they estimated 25,000. Um, wow. People from Hubbard, McDonald, Niles, Youngstown, all neighboring cities. Um, when you got off the bus at 630 and there were, there were no streets, there were just mobs of people. And it felt like you won a state title. It felt like Hoosiers. Um, in the weeks ensuing that state title, you know, people definitely talked about the small steel mill town, being the underdogs. We were, um, at the start of the year, the 221 was the cutoff for Division Two. If you had 220 boys, you're Division Three. If you have 221 or above to three-something, you're Division Two. Well, we had 221 boys. So we were the smallest D2 school in the state of Ohio. And when that came out and St. Joe's had won the previous two, a division one state title, division two, and they were just absolutely loaded. We had to get through them in the regionals. But in answer to your question, um, just absolutely phenomenal. Our school system immediately the next Monday got an emergency levy to put up, um, a 2.3, which would bring in a couple million. It passed by, it's like 71%, wow. got a new field house, got a new weight room, a lot of, it was an athletic, levy and people knew it um it was phenomenal to, for the school i left probably about the same time but <laughs> it, it was just um it, it it was surreal our players probably went to 10 to 12 dinners at every night to columbus every club anything in the area the mahoney valley the trumbull county um it was just that type of win jim trafficking was the congressman at the time he was a pretty decent friend of mine and um it, it was my players we had the 25th um reunion a couple years ago and we talked about that win and that day march 27th 1993 and it was funny because they all still watch the film um still remember that day like it was yesterday so just absolutely great memories oh, that that's awesome. And it's exciting to hear about all these great things that has happened and all the coaches that have came on the show. But coach, when you took the mentor job, was that hard for you to leave your alma mater? It was. Um, my wife was a flight attendant for American Airlines and she was having trouble commuting out of Pittsburgh and Cleveland to Chicago. So the main reason that we did leave was for her job, just to make it easy. We tried to get, I applied in the Pittsburgh area and a couple of Cleveland areas. And that, that was the main reason. It was really tough to leave because we had some really nice players coming back. Um, we just got, again, the new um, junior high field house. We got athletic facilities that I think good as any as far as D2. So it was really, really tough to leave. But um, I talked to a few people, Cliff Hunt, who is at, uh, West G, Bobby Patton, and just got the Lakewood job. I met Jim Capaletti at the state. We stayed at the same hotel because Cleveland Heights. And quote, unquote, they thought Mentor was a sleeping giant and that um, they had just left the GCC, got in the LEL. And so I, I've, you know, I, I, 
I believe and never look back. And I felt really bad leaving, you know, when we loaded up the car for the final time. But again, I got really excited about mentor and just what we could do um, as, as far as getting into, I thought, one of the best leagues in the state, having, you know, carte blanche on the, the schedule. We scheduled um, Cam McKinley immediately, start going to Christmas tournaments. So as tough as it was, I really was excited about starting the new era at Mentor. Absolutely. You, when you say sleeping giant, let's fast forward now to 2013, another awesome year for you. Um, you're currently now the head basketball coach of Mentor, as we already mentioned. In 2013, you win the Division I state championship. Uh, you're one of seven high school coaches uh, in the state of Ohio to win a state title at two different schools. Uh, you have been coaching for 42 years and counting as a head coach. Uh, there are uh, there was 20 total years in between you winning your first state title and you winning your second. What drives you to wake up every day and to be a head basketball coach? What drives you, coach? Man, the book came out of the game change, and I said I just love. It's not Friday night lights because it's not football, but I love that arena, going in that arena, that gymnasium and competing. Um, you know, knowing that you, you prepped your players, um, you worked as hard as you could and you're going to war and, you're, and you want to win. And um, I learned very early in my playing career that I absolutely hated losing. Um, my first year at Gerard, anytime we lost, I stayed in the gym and probably just ran with one spotlight on, just trying to figure out what we had to do to turn it around. Um, but again, I just love that idea of building a team um, of dedicated players and going to war. I, I love that idea. Early in my career, you know, I, I think I did not dream big enough. I thought a regional, I thought winning districts were good. And then we start talking about winning a state title, winning state titles. And then in about the early 2000s, we talked about, um, we played LeBron when they were number one in the country. We talked about being one of the best in the country. And that's a heck of a statement to make. But in 2013, we ended 21 in the country in USA Today, 25 in max preps. And we played Andrew Wiggins, who was the number one pick, and they were number four in the country. And we had the ball five seconds to go to win the game. So, um, again, I, I believe with the book and, and what my entire life, it, it's mentality. You know, it's I think I'm wired different. I, I think, um, you know, my vision is maybe different than other people. Um, every loss that we have or every failure, we look to build on that and, and make that a positive. <clears throat> and I think that's one of the really great things about what we built at Mentor, my staff and the players. Very seldom do we let failure or loss affect us. In fact, it, it makes us better. Absolutely. Coach, this, this is another cool thing that's happened in the past year for you. Um, you had an awesome opportunity. You were asked to be in a movie about LeBron James called Shooting Stars. Can you talk a little bit about that experience? Well, it was the longest day of my life, I think. We were in there 14 hours and just mainly sitting. Um, but the two directors of basketball called me about six weeks ago. And I, I really didn't know if they were serious at first. And they just said, we'd like you to portray Cuyahoga Falls as a coach and have some of your players. And the significance of Cuyahoga Falls was that was the first game that the four freshmen and LeBron James supplanted and took the place of 
four seniors and, and parents weren't happy and they would never be happy when four seniors, you know, get almost benched and are replaced by four freshmen. But um, we jumped at the opportunity. Um, I got to meet the directors and talk to them. And, and at the, we were filming for probably 12, 13 hours. And they go, coach, we got to get your speaking part. So I said, I'm game, whatever you guys feel like it. So they said, can you rip one of your players? And the scene is LeBron is guarding him. I said, oh yeah, that's a piece of cake. I, that's a natural <laughs> thing. And a couple of my players just signed me, they go, coach, you got this, you got this. So that was the scene that I got uh, to play in the movie. Hopefully they don't cut it, but just tell them one of my players and I, Jake was right next to me. I said, Jake, take us down his throat. He's a freshman, Jake, he's green. And, you know, I went off and I, you know, get up and call timeout, but um, great experience. Uh, I, I have so much respect for those people to put in the 14 hours a day and every single play was critiqued and lighting and angles and the whole bit. It's amazing what goes into making a movie. I'm sure. Now, have you been, have you had the chance to meet LeBron James yet? Um, we play in 2003, we played the game right after the Hummer incident and oh. I got to, you know, and he was a senior going in. I said a few words to him, but I worked his camp in San Diego and Nike, and he takes a picture with all the coaches and you sit down. So I sat down to, right next to him. I said, LeBron, do you remember when we held you to 52 in 2003? <laughs> and he kind of smiled. I said very vividly. Um, we had a few moments of talk and I tell you, when it, it was a six day camp in San Diego, um, and they had about 600 campers and I had a group of seniors. It was my team, but each day, and, and he would talk to the players. He had a minimum of a six hour workout, one hour on, um, agility, one hour in aerobics, one hour, um, strength training, one hour with the shooting coach and, he was a great, great role model for the kids because they kind of peeked in and they knew where he was daily. But every day that he was there, he wasn't, you know, working with the kids per se, but they knew what he was doing daily. And then at 930 to about 1130, they could watch where he had some of his Cavs teammates and some college guys um, came in and, and they played and they played hard for about an hour and a half. Wow. That's a cool experience. Coach, you, this past year, you also had another cool opportunity. Um, you became an author. Uh, you're an author of the book, Mental Toughness, The Game Changer. The launch date was May 1st. And I'll, I'll post this on my website for everyone if they want to purchase the book later on. Uh, but your book has made the bestsellers list and is number one new release on Amazon. Can you talk a little bit about uh, why you wanted to write this book and how like everything came to fruition and what the book's about? I had two players, um, the Lombardo brothers, Rob and Steven in 2007 and nine. And the mom, Kathy was, is an attorney. And in 2009, she said, coach, you ready to write a book? I think it'd be really good. And I said, maybe someday. So I probably saw Kathy about 10 years at graduation parties at events in Mentor. Mm -hmm. And in 2019, she said, coach, you ready to write that book? And I kind of paused and I said, man, let's do it. So we got together, we lived, you know, with probably an hour, a mile apart. And 
we nine months, we really knocked it out. And I remember Dr. Seuss saying he sent it to 29 different publishers before somebody said, you know, we'll take it. So I wasn't expecting anything, but we sent it to Newman Springs. We sent it to two publishers and they don't really accept sports books uh, like plays and that. And this isn't, you know, a basketball playbook. And in five days, they said, we like it and we'll take it. And their big outlets were, um, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and Apple iTunes. And then it took another almost two years just to fine tune it, editing the whole bit. But I think we got it right. And Kathy Lombardo just did a phenomenal job. And having an attorney as your co-writer, or she wrote, I just basically dictated, and Kathy put it you know, into vernacular that was good for the sporting world. Um, but it's taken off so much better than I could ever, ever ex expected. So it's been the last month with the movie and the book. I just want to get in the gym and get with my players. It's, it's been a little difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. You're actually the second coach that's now an author that I had on the show. I had Coach Kahari Hicks. He has the book and navigating uh, the recruiting process. So you're the second author that is also a coach that's been on the show, which is pretty cool. Um, now, Coach, um, you're currently sitting at 699 wins as a head basketball coach. Uh, you rank amongst Ohio's best of all time. What will number 700, win number 700 mean to you? Um, not to belittle anything, but not much. Um, just means I've been around an awful long time and I've coached some amazing players. Um, I basically want to get it over with and not let it be a distraction. <laughs> Um, I said out of those 699, there are some really, really special games, though. Naturally, the state titles, even the toughest loss of my life was with my son, Cole, in um, an overtime game in the state semis against Cincinnati Moeller. But, you know, a lot of the district finals and a lot of the regional games, um, very, very memorable. So I'd say out of those 40 or 50, you know, I wouldn't trade them for the world. But Again, I'm just really grateful, thankful of all the great players I've got to coach and the great staff that I have. Absolutely. Coach, you've been inducted into many Hall of Fames over your coaching career. You, you'll be go down as one of the most men are, uh, remembered coaches in mentor history. Uh, but how do you want people to remember you? First of all, as a good, solid family man and father, um, I think that's my major role. And I was blessed to have my sons play for me. And those were just great, great years and getting to meet their friends. And then I like to be remembered and I sound like I'm going to die tomorrow, but um, I want to be remembered as having a great impact and being a difference in a positive way. I think if that's my legacy and I'm remembered, no regrets in life. Absolutely. Coach, we've hit the, this is my favorite segment in the show, one of the funnest parts, but we've hit the point in the show for Rapid Fire 7, uh, where I will ask you seven completely random rapid fire questions. I have not seen these yet. So, Coach, are you ready? <laughs> no, I think this is fun. I, I like this part, too. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you afterwards how much I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's All right. It. Here we go. Who is your all-time GOAT in basketball? Hey, that's kind of, that's a hard question, especially if you're the LeBron James. No, no, and it's I, it's two. It's my sons, because um, I love their their 
their grit, um, playing through mistakes, playing tough and, and leading. So um, as much as I, I've seen and, and met great players, I'm going with my sons. Can uh, Fail answer that question with your sons? Um, who is more important, a point guard in basketball or a quarterback in football? Oh, my God, point guard in basketball. He controls tempo. He controls his players on the team. He is his coach. Um, I, I would, and again, I wouldn't be little. Mitch Trubisky, I coach Mitch. He's one of my son's best friends, and, and I love him. And um, I, I'm going with the point guard because of the rapid speed of the game. You don't have 30 seconds to wait for the next play or even 10 or whatever. So that was the easiest one. And I, I thought I already knew what your answer was going to be when I read that. But uh, um, if you were to be one animal, which would you be? Um, I don't think it's an animal. I've always been um, just in awe of Pegasus, the, <laughs> the horse with wings. Um, well, if I could ride a horse and he could like have some wings, that's my ideal animal right there. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. If you were to have a superpower, what would it be? Superpower? Um, I would say wisdom. And I before you ask me that, but I think wisdom is great because every decision you make, you're probably going to make the right decision if you have great wisdom. So I'm surprised myself on that answer. No, I, I like that. I, I, that might be might be my new superpower. <laughs> um, if you were to eat one food forever, what would it be? Um, man, I just, my, my son told me, he goes, dad, you got to try these portobello mushrooms with artichokes and spinach. So I'm going to go with that. It's new, but I think I'd love that. Um, I love a little bit of it. It's um, vegetable. Um, taste is good. So that's my new, my, I could eat that forever. There you go. Um, if you had to guess, what is the diameter of a basketball hoop in inches? 15. I have the answer next to it. It's actually 18. So you're close. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. It's one of those, I, I feel bad. I, I should know that. There, there was actually a football coach I had on. I asked him how many strings were on a football. And he, he answered wrong too. So you're all right. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite breakfast food? I'll go omelet. There you go. With the, all, the good, all the good stuff in it. I, I mean, I'm a health nut, but, you know, I, I like, uh, it, always, it has to be hot sauce, though, too. Oh, absolutely. Love That's red hot. Yes. <laughs> but I always like that segment. You always get some crazy answers. You never know what questions you're going to have. Either. I like that because you got to think quick and you got to think hard. <laughs> Uh, coaches, we near the end of the show. I always ask this question to every coach on the show. Uh, who is Coach Krasancic for the listeners and viewers who might not know you? Who is Coach Bob Krasancic? Um, i become a man of faith. Um, probably seven, eight years ago, really serious. Um, I don't flaunt it, but I mean, our players, we say a, a quick prayer before the um, we prep at the end of the third quarter. I think um, there is a higher power. Uh, I want to be a, a, a great, a great father, a great family man. Um, I, we just came from Buffalo. My two sisters, my father lives there. 
Um, I think that's where it starts and to be a great role model for your players. That's huge. Um, all the things. And again, it's, it's a 24 seven mentality that um, every decision that you make in life as, as a father, as a family man, as a coach, um, maybe pause and think about it, which I didn't in my early career and whether it's good for public perception, which a lot of people make that decision, make it for all the right reasons. And I believe as I've got older and you talked about wisdom earlier, you know, make all your decisions for all the right reasons. Did that answer the question or did I skate around? It? Oh, that's, that's however you want to answer that. I like that answer though, coach. Uh, but coach, I thank you so much for coming on the show and spending some time with me. I greatly appreciate it. You've got to come to a mentor game, sit on a bench. I'd love to have you. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come. I was actually at one uh, game, I think two or three years ago. I forget who you guys played, but you like blew them out of the water. I forget which game, but yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come to a game and, uh, but uh, good luck next season. I'll be rooting for you. I appreciate it. Anytime, man. I'll see you soon on the mentor bench. Absolutely. I also want to thank all of our listeners uh, that listen in for season two of the Coach's Approach podcast. Uh, they have been amazing. Uh, we will be starting season three later on this fall and into winter. So be on the lookout for new episodes. Uh, but now continue to follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Also check out thecoachesapproach.com for everything you need to know about the podcast. But that's going to do it for today's episode. As always, I'm George Bresco, and we'll see you guys later.